Well, hello, dear. Is it the lady? How is this even possible? I don't know. You just caught me up out of the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. But the fact that you can publish it on Instagram, I don't know. I know, but I, you know what? People should see what I'm subject to. Yeah, I mean, people I, need to know you have needs. That's what no, no, no. People say. need to know you threaten me while I'm in, uh, while I'm in, uh, the day I'm in the bathroom. I mean, that's something. And the best way to take the heat out of a threat is just to uh, use that same subject of the threat yourself. Exactly. And like that, you take away all the pressure. Exactly. That's, that's, you know, something from negotiations. You should know a thing or two about it. So now you feel much lighter, I presume. Yes, around the kilo or something. <laughs> <laughs> if, you really, if you really need to know, I can give you more details. I, I wanted to start by saying that I miss you, but now I'm pretty convinced nobody else missed us. Like nobody's going to want to listen to this. Exactly. They'll be like, again, what? And I was just thinking they, they put an end on that. No, people, you have to suffer. You have to suffer a bathroom chronicles. This is our eighth episode. I don't know why. The last two, it's been taken, taking forever between the recordings. I think we're pretty bad at it. What, what do we do about yes, it? Yes, we are shit about it just to stay in topic. <laughs> okay. uh, I know, I know, I know. I mean, you, you just take it out of me. You, you bring it out of me. No, 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 shit. no, that, that thing slid off uh, after your lunch. I have nothing to do with it. I didn't take anything out. You enhanced the sliding. <laughs> oh, God, you're terrible. Yeah, so the I reason know. why I'm saying I can't is because I just came back from gym and I did plenty of abdominal exercises and I'm holding my <laughs> stomach because I can't, literally cannot laugh because of all That's the That's so good to know. So I'm going to torture you by, by laughter, which good. is good. That's a great yes. method. Great. And I wanted to enforce some topics on today's podcast. I, and you said, trust I, me. I, like, I who, who, who says that? Trust me. I, I, as if I would ever. Oh, my God. You're a lawyer. No one trusts a, a lawyer. So, the, so this is our first topic. This is fantastic. So basically. The lawyer. The shit. Basically, that means that really you are actually much of a bigger control freak than I am. Or what do you think? Of course I am. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> we, we are control freaks by nature. I thought you were anyway. going to argue slightly, but you're like, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm the first one to say so. Whenever I travel, I'm always the biggest control freak that there is. Actually, I cannot be traveling without uh, having the certainty. And you keep on drinking that, whatever that is. It's tea. a gin tonic. I know you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Keep tea. saying that. It's uh -huh. a shit-inducing tea. I got an appetite from your activities. Oh, how lovely. Charming. Um, yeah, whenever I travel, I need to have things under control. I cannot, for the life of me, not know what is going on. What's going on? I need to know. So, no, but, I mean, what do you mean? Everybody needs to know. Everybody wants to know what their itinerary is, how long time it is between flights, who's going to pick them up on arrival, or how they're going to travel. I mean, you can't possibly think that you're unique in that. No, but no, no one picks me up. I'm on the bike. <laughs> ah, okay. No, that's okay. That's very different. You mean when you go on your bike, you just want to let nothing left for... Um, no, uh, because, you know, once there, was a, once there was a time when you could actually improvise something. Nowadays, uh, hotels are going to rip you off if you just present yourself in front of them and say, do you have room? They just want to rip you off, and otherwise, I just want to get the best deal possible because I'm quite stingy on the on the hotel thing. I hate being 
you know, held at gunpoint and overspending for something that I know isn't worth it. And that has happened a lot in my, in my life. So yeah. I just want to have everything under control. I want to know that I have a room somewhere that it's waiting for me. I, I have the safety of, of a garage or the bike, whatever, so that I can relax actually and do my thing on the bike. Yeah, but I mean, that makes 100% sense. And it would have been different if you were like 25. And you'd say, if I come to a road stop and I want to stop and take into this hotel and either I don't like the prices or it's full, then I'm going to drive another seven hours, even if it's pitch dark and I don't know where I'm going. You know, the the old good old youthful stupid days are gone where you would say, oh, never mind. I've been driving all day. Let me just continue. I mean, today it's I never had that. <laughs> never had Because never... no, no. I do remember when you actually got your own license. I actually remember the day you took it even. I know now that we're, you know, below, below. Shit, the, you remember that and I don't remember it? Below the belt type of talk. But I remember you had just had super serious period cramps in the morning. And you're like, how am I going to maneuver this beast when like my body is not in my control? And then you went ahead and did it and you got it on the first try. And, and the instructor or whatever you call them, he was super impressed with you. He was saying, you know, this, you're a natural born writer. Do you remember this? I was at my no, other, actually I was, no. Oh I was God. at my first law firm here in Luxembourg, and I was I still remember when we were texting over this. Uh, I can't remember if it was like in September or if it was in May. Either it was no, no, it was May. It was, that it was that May. much I remember. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, it was this. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably now your four year anniversary or something like that. I think so. Yeah. But the funny thing is that I actually had to get two different types of licenses, one for the bike and one for the, the car. But I've been driving for eight years prior to the car one, and I had to redo it completely because my license from my homeland couldn't be translated into into the Italian one. So yeah. I just had to redo the whole thing. It was horrifying. Why? Because they are sort of procedures or because you had to repass the test? No, because I had to do, the, you know, the computer the test, the, yeah, the, the theory. theory one. And mm. that was horrifying. I hate those kind of tricky things, answers and, you know, quizzes. Mm. That's something I really dislike. And then I had to do the whole thing. I had to actually practice mm. driving a car because you have to have a certain number of, you know, hours mm. and uh, you have to just, you know, drive them through. And I didn't want to, but I had to. So it was like, you know, I'm going to show you, the, the instructor used to say, I'm going to show you how you drive a car. And I was like, you know what? I've been driving for eight years, so I don't need this. And he said, forget about it. I'm just going to teach you all over again. So yeah. that was really annoying, really annoying. So, but, but the bike one was very hard. actually. You, to learn. you should be the one that actually tells me. But my idea is that people know the rules very well just after they pass the license. And then you get to drive and then you, you know, then you start playing it by ear, not because you forget all the rules, but because some of them, you actually never get to apply them really. So, yeah. so uh, when you have to redo it, I'm uh, today, I'm actually wondering if I would really pass a proper exam. I think I no, would. No, you would never. Actually, I remember, <laughs> you would never, I, I, not because I saw you driving, but I, I mean, I wouldn't. No, no that came out really wrong. So. <laughs> I, I was I was about to get you know kicked off on, on that exam, but my instructor told me, please don't dress like a man. That was meaning just put on some very feminine dress and act like like you know like a blonde doll or something and be nice and you will see everyone will go soft on you. I, I was insulted at the moment, but then I put a really really low necked 
uh, dress and, and oh in God. the the guard the, exa- the, the, the examiner was like oh man I would really drive with you until Rome and I was like okay that's nice to know but no thanks but the bike one you you don't have that kind of advantage you just have to have the bike gear and there was a woman actually examining me and I remember this part I remember her saying to me just uh, you know get up the bike and then push it you have to take the bike as if it was a bicycle and push it for some meters so they realize you can actually maneuver it without the engine going mm. and i remember thinking you bitch this thing is like 250 kilos and you want me to effing move it and i was hating her so much but then i did it and it was all fine but that's a very hard exam actually had you never you... tried pushing it before like when you're on your own no, because I never had to. Whenever I get into the garage, I mean, I just, you know, go driving it. it there is no use in me pushing it. There, it. That's always a little bit tricky and dangerous because if you just make a small, teeny tiny mistake, you could end up on the, with the bike on the ground, which is pricey and annoying yeah. and very this, this, this unpleasant, you know. So I remember that part and I was thinking, bitch, I'm so going to kill you. I swear to God. <laughs> But she was impressed because um, the bike was very big and she was like, was it, is it yours? And I said, no, no, it's my grandfather's. I mean, is it yours? It is such a sexist question. And I never saw that coming from a woman, but whatever. It, was it yours yeah. or your granddad? No, no, no. It was mine. <laughs> I was no, like, was what? Mine, but... You come from a biker family? I didn't realize exactly. your granddad bikes. <laughs> no, but it was a sexist question. I mean, come on. Is it yours? No, it's my husband's. It's my my tutors it's mm. my whatever my guardians mm. so it's 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 very it's a very weird uh, exam. i'm impressed maybe, that you remember that shit maybe it's sexist because this is how you choose to look at it but she was like i'm impressed you actually bought this type of huge machine before even having had the license i don't know yeah but she what, what she didn't know is that i already had two bikes <laughs> one smaller and one bigger because I didn't even have the license, but I already got the second one because the first one was too teeny. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Are you good? Look, I think I learned two things today. I learned that you go to the bathroom and I learned that you are a very good biker. For those who didn't know, I think most so you of them were just were imagining. Biker, but none most of, them of the time either. you were just imagining that I never shit. I mean, not not me, but you know, all our fabulous listeners. I think we've lost probably ninety percent at this time. Exactly. Like, can we move on from the the crap thing? Yes. So, uh, look, I want to just linger. Yeah, we, let's move on from the crap. But I want to linger a bit. So, do you think it's? Oh my um, god! <laughs> is it uh, morally acceptable to wear a very deep cleavage and take advantage of your femininity in life? Yes. Absolutely. Whatever you have, you just use it, please. I mean, listen, I would just leave the, the whole indignation and the whole feminist. I, I can do whatever I want. I can uh, have my hair on my legs on, or under my armpits. I would just leave it to the feminists. I am a feminist, but I say, listen, men use everything they have on their disposal and they always do piss contests between them. So why wouldn't we? be using whatever charm and grace and beauty or ability nature gave us uh, to gain advantage i'm not saying you have to prostitute yourself that is kind of off limits but still be a woman never be afraid never shy off it and just use whatever you have to be successful Good. i don't see 
ah, why should I have my boobs? If you have a problem with my boobs, just move on. I don't care. That's your issue, not mine. Not you, anyone, anyone else. Good. I <laughs> think that's yes. a conclusive statement. I agree to all of those. And uh, my, my, just my only uh, addition to what you said is, of course, I've many times spoken about walking into court with extremely neutral clothes, like a black Zara suit and a white T-shirt with a high collar. But that's because I don't think it would be to my advantage to come no, off of as somebody who's trying to sway people with, with you know, femininity or anything else. So I think... No, but that your workplace is very specific. So you need to be exuding femininity, but in a decent, very proper way. So it's fine. Yeah, and you choose your occasions. Like you choose which occasions you want to show a little bit of cleavage or, or a lot of cleavage or none at all. It depends also on the judge. You know, if the judge <laughs> is inclined to, you just show cleavage. If the <laughs> judge don't. is gay, you just don't. Or you, you don't do, know. I don't know. You don't know exactly. in advance. But I would just say you summed it up pretty good. I agree with you. I think that what, it's well You put. walk in the, into court without knowing who's the judge? Yes. Really? Yeah, typically you do. Oh. Oh. So what do you do? Do you have some kind of, you know, tricky underneath the jacket thingy so you can pull it off or put it on as, as needed? Oh, I have my, I, I've developed a special court hearing attire. So in a lot of the countries, in the Latin countries here in Europe, you have to wear a cape. And it is uh, yeah. exactly, it is exactly so that, you know, it's the concept of everyone is equal before the law. So you're not supposed to be judged by, you know, if you're wearing an Armani suit or an H&M suit or other. So it's the concept of neutrality. So basically, um, you, you know, it doesn't really matter. And in Swedish courts, for example, you just, I mean, I've, I've never actually done it. I try just not to have any connotations on me. I already come uh, with a foreign name to me. And I just, you know. And now to... everyone is wondering what, what is your is name? That? Yeah. But I mean, let's just put it this way. It's foreign in Sweden. <laughs> let's just put it that way. But, you know, and you just. Yeah, that, that kind of explains everything. It yeah, explains yeah. everything. But you want to be, you, you want to be some kind of an underdog, but you don't want, you know, Python Chanel shoes to give you away. Or you just, I typically like really take off almost all my jewelry and keep only like one piece that I've inherited, uh, which doesn't, you know, doesn't say much other than show some personality. And I try to uh, appear as neutral as possible so that the judge would actually listen to my statements uh, and my tone of voice. And, you know, you try and gain some sympathy with the person you are in the case you're presenting, even if in theory it shouldn't uh, apply while you are um, exercising a legal profession as a judge you shouldn't be saying you know I sympathize with this person because of this and that you should actually only listen to the merits of the case but everyone's a human being so you do know that pissing the courtroom off just by your cocky appearance or whatever or your cocky tone of voice what about doesn't help fake anyone. eyelashes I mean uh, I've I discovered mean, so with funny. with enormous surprise you embraced makeup. I mean, people should actually know that the struggle is real. I've been trying to have this woman embrace makeup and oh, her no, no. features Here, old for friend. ages. <clears throat> old friend, and I say that uh, while telling you that you're really old, because at the same time as you were taking your license for your bike, I actually was wearing lash extensions. And on the specific question, what about fake lashes? Well, I walk into my boss's office. I had them moving to Luxembourg. I was wearing fake lashes, or sorry, lash extensions. 
that I did in Stockholm with somebody that was really good. So I wore them coming here. And then I found, after a while, I found somebody that was able to do them. So I went to them and I walk into my then boss's office and he just looked at me and he's like, what the hell happened to you? Exactly. <laughs> Why do you not like, cater pillars uh, in your eyes? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, there's something so different about you. And I, I can't even determine what it is. I said, his name is Laurent. I said, Laurent, it's fake lashes. He was like, oh my God, just take that thing off. Take them off. I said, no, they're permanent. They're staying for three weeks. He's like, oh my God, don't do it again. I was like, okay, I mean, you don't get to <laughs> yeah. say. Do you but like this the, is in the lashes two, extension? This is in 2013. I did look and uh, I've got to say, maybe it changed here, but um, the quality of the technique isn't so high end here. So Luxembourg is a bit of a lost case, I must say, when it comes to beauty. So, you know, you have your beauty salons, but they are very average. So there is no like, you know, wonderful spa experience or none of that. And the technology that they bring is not really like the best one. So you really need to find that one beauty therapist that knows how to apply them properly. Somebody who's, you know, meticulous and all that. Uh, but I noticed that the, the lashes that I applied here, every now and then I'd have a lash like fall and turn around oh and God. go straight into my eye and poke me while driving and I didn't have that with the lashes <laughs> oh that I did in Sweden I think maybe in Stockholm competition is so massive so unless people are really good at it they just wouldn't do it while here I think you know you're, they're a little bit behind on all these things I, I probably get a lot of that's my because you haven't being... seen what, what what goes on here I've actually had friends who have done this the same thing you have done and I was wondering why in God's name would you ever want to look like that? Because they normally oh. end up feeling so unnatural, like caterpillars on your body. Oh, I thought eyes. you were going to say the opposite. I actually thought like Manny, Paddy, all kinds of beauty treatments in Milan are a bit sort of Paris standard. Paris is No, no, Manny, Paddy, that's, Manny, Paddy, that's fine. You can get that anywhere and it's pretty, you know, up, not yeah. top notch, whatever. But the, Eyelashes extensions, I, today I'm really um, verbally impaired, apparently. <laughs> uh, eyelash extensions, I would never fucking do that. I'm sorry. Because so they people, yeah. no, it looks just hairy. It looks hairy. crazy. It is, it is the point. No, so I mean, the, the, the issue is you can choose, right? You go in there and most of them have probably six or eight ranges of lashes, but most people would never settle for, you know, the first just a tad bit of enforcement. Everybody would go like, no, but look, I want it, you know, Hollywood, but not super Hollywood. But at the end of the day, I think the problem for me, for example, so when I was wearing this back then is that I often, I don't wear so much other makeup and that looks odd. So what it, what is nice with these things is when you come with a full makeup look and look, I'm going to give you the full story. So anyway, when you come with a full makeup look, if you don't have a proper set of lashes whether they're your own or falsies or whatever the makeup doesn't really look complete but on the other hand if you only come with the lashes and you have no makeup then you look bonkers crazy so while the the objective for me was to not look like a newly born in the morning you basically you know have oh some color God. and then you go but it just it just contrasts very poorly against the you know no makeup skin but i i don't think we spoke uh, since but I uh, took a plane and I went to Stockholm because a girl that I follow which on one you have taken like 50,000 planes exactly this one is because there was a, a beauty class held by a girl I follow on Instagram called Gabriella Elio 
And she's developed this brand of uh, cruelty-free lashes. This is not a commercial. I paid for my class. It was it a sure day. bloody sounds like it. <laughs> uh, plus, the funny thing is, I think I have a promo code because it came it came with the package of uh, uh, it came with a goodie bag that we got to attend this event. And I just have to say, the event was something like eight hundred euros. So not at all, you know, not at all. What do you? Wait, 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 wait. Hold. Yeah. Hold it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. paid eight hundred euros to be there. I paid 800 euros to have a full day on my own entirely for me in a country that I like and it was well worth the money I'll tell you that I'll but I'm going to charge you next time you're here and I do makeup on you I'm going to charge you but you don't get to come <laughs> close to my face what are you talking about so this was a makeup class where, where they were not we were not applying on one another it was like you know two makeup artists applying on each of them a model and then talking through their techniques and now since you're interested I'm going to tell you So we got this goodie bag with a lot Where of the products. Where was I interested? <laughs> you asked me, what what is this newly found interest in makeup? But I just want to yes, say, that. so we got a bunch of their favorite stuff in this goodie bag that I'm trying to sort of try on. But funnily enough, I end up going back to my my own makeup routine that I've had forever. So a lot of these tips and tricks That's that I learned. That's you being stubborn. No, no. I think it's two things. I th Honestly, I think um, I need to also learn how to work these products. Uh, so it's not like, you know, you slap them on and then you go. I think I really need to take the time to sort of see how they react to my skin and what is the base I need to have with it for it to come out nicely. And you just need to have the time to be able to remove it if it gets ugly because it's not always fantastic on the first application. You can use the time when you're in the bathroom and just waiting for, for it example. to drop and you can. Exactly. For example. So I, I tend to sort of go back to the stuff I had. So the other day when you were like, what happened to you? You seem to be so much into makeup. I pulled up my really old bare minerals kit. So I didn't even have a foundation on, which is very typically me for makeup. And I just put my makeup on and then I added these lashes. So in real life, look, I think it looks extreme with lashes, but on picture, it looks kind of nice. And the big deal is that I, I was never in my life able to apply falsies. So you see pictures on New Year's Eve where like one false lash is by my huh. eyebrow and the other one <laughs> is like three millimeters Wait, away. Now, now you just prompted something, a, a memory I had from uh, a trip in Tunisia when we had um, New Year's Eve there. And it was this beautiful, huge hotel in, in a city called Sous. Amazing, really, like, you know, the most luxurious hotel in Tunisia I ever been to. So it was spectacular and huge. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have fun this year with the Dior makeup. And I just had purchased, you know, the, the Christmas edition. You know, they put on all these shiny, beautiful golden things. Mm -hmm. And they had a collection of fake eyelashes, mm -hmm. uh, which were amazing, but they were very theatrical mm. so you that you you could never use them and i in fact i have them still but i never use them again uh you can never use them in everyday life because mm. one of them was you know normal eyelashes but then it had feathers mm. teeny teeny wow. uh you know teeny feathers but long very long and in the corner of my eyes you can see these two huge wow. uh long feathers and my husband was like what happened to you and what is you that put on them your on. eyes you put them on i put wow. i put them on and it was so difficult to take off you have no idea i have no idea if i put too much glue but i don't think so it was very teeny mm. so i put them and 
the whole evening you could you should have seen me trying to bat my eyelashes like I couldn't blink I swear to god blinking was uh, you know the, the the feathers were messing with my hair and I was so annoyed by the whole thing that I never put fake eyelashes again that was so funny I think I have a picture somewhere yeah send it to me post it post it we all want to see oh, it god, but, no. so no, I no, had no. I had two events this week or three events I said to myself I mean the the founder of this brand Gabby she kept telling me look it's really easy but you cannot take cheap lashes to learn on which I think was my first mistake because like two and a half years ago I was in London I went to Primark and I bought you know five one pound lashes and I could just never get them on. And then I went to H&M oh, God, and did no. the same. And she was like, no, sorry, you need to learn how to do it with proper like makeup artist lashes. And then when you know how to do it, then you can venture out to, you know, these low, low cost things. And I didn't really believe her. And she said, come on, it's going to be really easy. Just trust me on it. And then uh, so I had three events this week in the evening. So I wore my makeup and then I said, oh, hell, I'm just going to try it. And then with these goodie bags, I think we've got six different types of lashes. And I'm still not even at the most extra extravagant ones. I'm still sort of at the simple, natural ones, which is hilarious. Have you ever tried the MAC eyelashes? Actually, yeah. So MAC eyelashes, I went to a wedding and I got them applied in the shop. And that's basically the only time until now where I felt nice looking in MAC. But then, so, and here actually, once one New Year's Eve, I called the Mac shop and I asked if they had a slot to apply them. And they said, sorry, we're really full. And that's when I applied one under the eyebrow. And, you oh, know, my God. <laughs> but I have, actually. And they're very nice. Have you tried them? Yes, I have uh, like three pairs of those. Mm-hmm. And those actually can look really nice. I find it very, very lovely that now you can actually also apply single yeah. uh, little b- bunches of eyelashes. So you can, you know, yeah. fill out whenever you, you are lacking in. Yeah. But... I'm not that kind of level of expertise, so that's oh, no, no for me. No, apparently that's easier. So these Gabby lashes that I have, the first box that I did try, she told me this is easier, just try this to start with. And they come, you know, in 8, 10, and 12 millimeters, and there's like loads of them. And she said, you know, just put three of them where you need to, and don't put the biggest ones because that's going to just be too much of an effect. And that was actually way easier than applying uh, you know, a, a but what strip. is your attitude towards these kind of fake, let's call them fake enhancements? Because I, I, I have um, an opinion. Uh, when I was messing with my hair in the last months, and mm-hmm. that is a huge chapter of my life now, <laughs> uh, basically I'm living for my hair, which is horrifying. But that that's another topic entirely. Anyway, I was messing with my hair so I cannot uh, go back to blonde now because I, otherwise I would burn it because we need to, you know, take out the color, which is very aggressive, blah, blah, whatever. So they said to me, if you cannot wait until your hair grows properly, mm-hmm. uh, you should just get extensions. And I said, no, I, that's something I would never do because I would always be the, that woman who's afraid of I don't, you know, you you hug someone or your husband kisses you or whatever, and he stays with your hair in his hand. That's horrifying. Why? No, no, that that scares the shit out of me. So no, and same go, same thing goes for fake eyelashes. If not applied properly, when you're having dinner and you're being all seductive and nice, and then you have an eyelash on your your eyebrows, exactly. Like no, God, no. Same goes for the nails. I mean, yeah. I would be that woman whose whose nails would chip or break, whatever, 
when I need them the most. So I was always clumsy. So no, not what is your attitude towards the fake things? I am in favor of some kind of enhancements, but I've never done hair extensions, although I have very, very thin hair. So you know, I look at all these beautiful, beautiful volumes of hair, but I like, I like low maintenance. I think that's my thing. So I don't that's... have anything. Yeah. I don't have anything against uh, enhancements for other people, but for me, so I, for example, I've never had fake nails on or, uh, you know, a I've been dreaming or... of, I've been dreaming about getting my nails done in gel or whatever it's the new thing, but I never had the courage. Oh, I think if you like to, you should try it. But I mean, I, I like low maintenance. I want to be able to take them off on my own, put them back on, on my own, change colors when I want. That's not going to happen. And they say the, for the hair, the thing is that I, I, even if technology is changing, I am not sure that I would have sufficient hair on my own to cover the extensions. And if it's visible, I don't think it's very That's nice. horrifying. Yes. And then, you know, you have to attach it to something. And I do think that my own hair cannot really tolerate um, the weight and the, just the movement of the extensions. And then on the last note, I think I would really, you know, become very addictive. Once you pop, you can't stop. So I think I would hate my own hair once I take out the extensions. Yeah, so that, just... that's, a, that's a good point, actually. So for what me, about going back to it, you know, going back to natural? You will never go back to natural hair, you mean? No, yeah, without extensions. Yeah, I think I, exactly. would, I would struggle. I'd feel like really bald. And instead now I kind of accept <laughs> that I have, yeah, but, you know, I accept that I have thin hair and I accept that I need to work on it to give it some volume, like by appearance, because it's not real volume. but anything like I would know of course if I put put it up in a ponytail then you can see that I have three hairs so I just have to hair clip and Dyson you use hair clip and Dyson you use hair clips now you know the clip and Dyson parking the hair what you didn't want to do no sorry what is no 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 sorry no no now I misunderstood I thought you meant that you use sort of one-time hair clips in your hair like as an extension, no. as a temporary extension. No, 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 no. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was excited I was talking about for... the Dyson. No, God, no. no. I was excited for a moment because somebody else actually recommended me just, you know, on a one-off basis to have, uh, yeah, apparently you can do hair clips in your own hair color that you order and then you can yes. wear them in the ponytail for like an evening when you want some volume. And... But there is, there is a but there. I hate ponytails I feel like my face wasn't made for the ponytail and I'm not Kim Kardashian so that doesn't work on me but there is one thing that I've seen some years ago on Instagram and this woman's uh, name she's very famous actually is uh, dress your dress your face Mm -hmm. Uh, Tamara something I think or Tamana something I'm sorry I don't remember her name properly and she has the most exquisite makeup abilities I've ever seen mm-hmm. and she did tutorials and I used to be subscribing uh, I, I was a subscriber to her you know online lessons and that was and very very why did you no, stop? No, I, I just dropped them because you know she would provide all these tutorials for Indian ma- uh, weddings and whatever but those weren't really useful to me on a day-to-day basis so I actually you know saw the tutorial on contouring and I saw the tutorial on the crease eye and whatever and I said okay I can do that but not her level so mm. she was always so good and I often look at her profile and uh, take a look at the pictures and she's can actually getting better can you put it on your stories please 
Yes, I will. I will. And she, her name is Dress Your Face. So it's fairly easy. Mm. And she has a line of um, real human hair extensions, which are clip in. Mm. So you can actually wear them. You can choose the length and okay. you can actually take them to your hairdressers. So it get, okay, gets that grosses me out. Uh, that really grosses me out. Real human hair. No. So I would, well, you know, for, you know, for a one-time occasion. You would occasion, prefer plastic. Yeah, I I actually prefer synthetics. If look and and all you this, cannot, I you cannot this. because I have I have it at home. The synthetic oh. ponytail, I have it, and it's horrifying because it's so shiny. But I I mean, all this really depends if I would be able to make a nice hairdo easy. Like it needs to be low maintenance for me. I'm not very skilled with these things, so the only skill. No I shit! Actually I have... still remember the Dyson tutorial. <laughs> the only <laughs> is to apply nail polish that I do really well and I can do that on the fly and it yes, looks really good. Yes, that I am the on the fly. They let you do that on an airplane? Yeah, uh, actually I've done it only once and then I was told that it's forbidden because the captain exactly. thought it was smelling smelling of something but they let me finish it. He didn't say you were, you, just... was, you were smelly, so <laughs> I was smelly. No, I mean to say I could just do it, you know, walking out the door. I'll just do it standing up and it takes me twenty seconds on each hand and it looks very nice. So that's my real only skill. I don't have any hair skills, I don't have any real makeup skills. Like I know how to do my face so it doesn't look ugly and it, it looks enhanced. So it but doesn't I am not look a wizard. <laughs> so no, I don't know. Real human hair that freaks me out. So I would I'd like to have, you know, some easy synthetical stuff that I can clip in easily to make, you know, half a point. But it's shiny. That's the problem. You would look cheap because it's shiny. I have it. And I, I got I, it from a real good reseller and it's very nice. You know, when you look at it on in pictures, you can see it's way too shiny. It's like having acrylic. That's horrifying. Okay, but I don't know. My hair is very shiny on its own, my friend. Not plastic shiny. Trust me. I will show you. But I'm very tempted to do that, to, you know, put clip-ons. But then again, I would feel the whole evening, I would feel so self-conscious about, oh, can it show? Can anyone yeah. tell? That's yeah. fake hair. And yeah. also, not to mention that I really don't know what my hair color is at the moment. So, yeah. you know, I would have to color that too every single time. So, no. Yeah. And then, but, you know, talking about that, will anyone know? But I'm like that when people are like, oh, nice hair. They're like, yeah, thank you. It's extensions. You know, I just blabber it out. <laughs> like, nice eyelashes. Yeah, thank you. I just put them on. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not the type to be you know very discreet but of course you don't want somebody so I'd be 100% honest if somebody says you know you look nice and then I tell them why but uh, of course you don't want people to say wow that's a bad you know that's a bad uh, hairdo because I can see the clip-ons I agree it's not what you're looking for well I, I gave up after the Dyson gate I just gave up on you and your you know hairstyling patience because you don't have none so I just I just gave up but I'm very curious as to you discovering something new in that area and i'm just gonna it's sit here with my i mean uh, it cost me a fortune i think you owe me 500 euros plus for my shitty giveaway that never really concluded I yes what about three... that <laughs> yeah i left three luggages in senegal for when i go back next and the machine is in one of them that's a big fail but anyway i'm hoping nobody's using I it mean, at the hotel in the meantime. you are really blonde inside and it's worse than me and it's getting worse with age so i think i'm not sure it's about being blonde i think it was about having reached my maximum weight and you know luggage not closing etc i think it was that type hmm. of thing but i can sure. relate but sure i can be blonde <laughs> also i don't mind being blonde are you stretching or you're just dying <sighs> over there 
I'm glad you could hear. I was stretching and thinking about all the other things I want to bug you with. I have plenty of things on my list to ask you. Oh, um, my God. I'm here for it. You're here for it. Yeah. What happened to uh, first week in June? Are you having guests? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, because uh, y'all should know that uh, Fashion Lawyer is intending on storming my apartment and staying with me for the time being. Like for a week or 10 days, whatever mm -hmm. that was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that sounds shit scary. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. just going to emigrate somewhere where she cannot reach me. No, no, I'm not having guests. That's the new, new news. Fresh, fresh, fresh. So you tell, you tell me that now, but unfortunately, my dear, now my third and fourth of June are booked. So for everyone who wants to know, I I'm have crying. for about a month asked if we can pin <laughs> between the 1st of June until somewhere around the 10th of June so I can get 10 good days with It's Lady called Lee survival in Milan so that we can actually um, do some podcast recording for several days and think about uh, future projects that we can do together. And I thought it'll be a good idea to sit at the same spot and I will uh, ha have some time to free up by then. But I only now, together with all of you, <laughs> learn that she's available for that period. So I need to see what to do about the dates. Maybe we push them out slightly and maybe I reduce, not 10 days, but maybe seven or something like that. What do you say? Do I have any say? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come and stay at your place. I would really yes, think yes, that. She will, be, she will be living in my closet. I mean, people, yeah, that's the level of trust here. She would be living in my closet. It's a dream. I'm going to play dress up every day. I'll be like, ah, oh, sorry, I have to go back and sleep. It's 8.30. <gasps> Yawn. Oh, I'm so tired. You can play with the shoes. Mm, okay. Well, we're not yeah. exactly the same size, unfortunately, are we? Um, quite close. You can put some, you know, cotton. Cotton in inside. That's the oldest trick. Oh, do you remember cotton. that when we were little? We would. I would just push, push cotton on, no, on the top it. of the shoes. I only I learned love... this as an adult and I've never done it in my life. I don't believe in it. No, no, I don't believe in it, in it either, but it was different in a war-torn country. You just um, took yeah. shoes from, from a friend or a cousin who had them and you just yeah. used them, you know. That was so funny. I remember my graduation thing. I actually, the, the, end, the, the war was over and I had to, I, sh I showed you a picture of it. I had to have the all, whole outfit, and I remember the shoes being a particularly big part of it. So I, that that's when my shoe mania was beginning oh, to, yeah. to manifest. Yeah, yeah, that was quite something. Yeah, but enough of the remissing. What do you want to know, woman? So because you said to me, I'm going to improvise. Please do. I'm just you well, know no, actually, here for I, it. I wanted to know what's happening with your blonde plans, but you already gave it away. Yeah, shit. That's not. That's gonna not gonna be shit. easy. I love yeah. how she keeps talking about that over and over again. Yeah, you put it on me. Anyway, I cannot go to blonde that easily because in the process, um, I quite put my hair, um, you know, in difficult in a difficult spot because now it's very fragile and it's very, very okay. no, tired. No, no, sorry, stop, stop. Now you're talking about procedure, but. Look, I want to know how, how long have you been a redhead for? Is it is it even a year? Are you not no, feeling no, it? No, no, no. What's happening? I want to know that. Oh, I don't care about the procedure. 
oh my god you are so no come on yes i have to go to the hairdresser i have to cut it it has to grow we have to make a treatment no i don't care about that i want to know you know how do you feel are you no longer jessica rabbit or what's happening well i feel that i need to have control over my hair the red thing was beautiful and i loved it and it was a hugely important moment of expression for me and mm-hmm. i truly felt like jessica at the moment but then the the troubles began and as soon as i would start to even slightly sweat my hair would be losing color on my clothes so that wasn't acceptable uh i once had a dior white dress on me and my hair made it red so that wasn't funny either oh, shit. yeah Were shit. You able to the get it red- off Yes, but still not really funny. Anyway, and whenever I washed my hair, it was more like Dexter crime scene or CSI crime scene. Uh, And yeah, that was horrifying. And I thought about myself. I I could actually visualize myself going to the seaside or a pool of a hotel and just being surrounded by red Oh, and yeah. people would be like, oh, that woman just had her period and she doesn't know Exactly. It. Or, you know, who murdered her or something. So I, I just said, no, this isn't for me. And then I started noticing that anyway, this kind of aggressive coloring wasn't doing me any, any favors because I had to be at the hairdresser every 15 days. So that Oy. isn't working for me. Uh, I don't have that kind of time and I don't want to waste an entire afternoon every uh, two weeks to get my color retouched because the red the particular thing of the red is that it looks amazing for the first three or four days then it starts the fading so the fading Mm -hmm. is never fun you constantly have to apply pigments after Mm -hmm. washing it and you have to leave them in and that's very annoying because that's where the uh, color loss comes from so i said listen this is enough i just want the red taken out and I want to be some kind of chocolate color now with uh, hints of red, but no red base because then you can actually manage the color. But now I just feel like I'm in, I'm in a limbo of a non-color and I'm not very happy with it. So I want to go to lighter shades. I want to go back to blonde, but not blonde as it used to be, but some kind of you know warm uh, chocolatey base with, with blonde highlights as I, as, as I was before but less, you know, Barbie blonde. That's my point. Okay. It's it high maintenance. Like very high maintenance. Yeah, it sounds terrible. No, it's terrifying because you have to be there every 15 days. That's money consuming, time consuming, and very, very annoying. Even if my hairdresser is the best and the most beautiful in the city. But still, I don't have that kind of time. I don't want to be wasting four hours of my, t- of my day just sitting there and waiting for my color to go back. So I can. I was told I cannot go to blonde, blonde immediately. I have to wait for a little bit, and I have to take very good care of my hair at home. So it's constantly uh, looking for masks, looking for some kind of moisturizers, you know, high repair and things. So now it's a sticky situation, and the hair needs to be growing, but it's a little bit damaged. So not not a happy camper at the moment. But I don't know what's my color actually. Now it's some kind of red-ish, ish. People like it. I don't like it. So, 
there you have it. I, I also like it very much, but then it's a state of mind and it's a, yeah, it's an investment. In no, it's, it's, um, I have friends who who actually texted me and said, this is where I love your hair most. And look, and I, I look at the picture and I think that that's me. I mean, that's really me and that's who I always was. But then again, I say, okay, but I was lovely even as a red one. Yeah. But it's high maintenance. It all comes down to high maintenance and what you just mentioned. We need to be able as modern women to go about our business and not to think if our nails, eyelashes or hair extensions are about to fall or our hair is about to color our pretty Dior jackets. Sorry, that's not going to happen anymore. So yeah. that's, that's a warning to anyone who wants to be a redhead. Please be prepared for hair loss, hair damage, and beautiful color, but very extreme high maintenance. So, and tell me one more thing. How do you dress for this crazy season? I mean, yesterday we had 19 degrees. Today I have almost rain, and tomorrow they're promising rain. It's simple. I never leave the house. It's that bad, huh? I have a feeling <laughs> you're locking That's... yourself up like an ogre. No, I, I swear to God, I don't know. I was discussing this with my family today. Uh, it's like 10 degrees outside, and it's raining, and it oh, looks like, Nove like November, but we have watermelon in the supermarket. So it's crazy. I am he I'm here with my blankets, but it's supposed to be almost June. So last year, this time, if you remember, we were posting pictures with the uh, cotton dresses mm. and uh, lovely sunshine and whatever. Mm. We cannot even talk about spring anymore. This The spring never came. And the problem is, I fear that it's going to jump straight to summer. So all these like in-between season clothes, they're not going to work. They're going to be too hot suddenly. Because yeah, I want to wear not, like you not know, working. I want to wear some white jeans and some sort of pastel Chanel sneakers and you know a, a very thin sort of spring coat. But I I cannot wear it now because it's too light and you know the colors are off. And soon enough, it's going to be too hot to wear them. So you're just going to miss out on the whole season. Do you know what I took out the, um, a week ago? I went implant? to a restaurant. <laughs> no, God, no. Uh, I took out a <laughs> Chanel leather jacket, uh, uh, which is white and gold. Yeah. And it was one of my biggest sale catches ever. It was half off when uh, back then when Chanel still did half off in Milan. Now they don't ever. Uh, so I got it and it was beautiful. It's like, you know... Um, braided mm -hmm. white leather with wow. gold uh, patches here and there it's so beautiful and so delicate and I put it on and the same evening it was raining and I was like okay nice <laughs> that was lovely I mean it was raining with ice in five minutes the whole street was covered with ice and I was like oh my god Hell. Exactly. I cannot, for the life of me, understand what am I supposed to wear? Is it spring? Is it summer? Now it's going to be June. And I don't, okay. I still haven't switched wardrobes. Okay, forget it. I thought I'd come to you for advice, but all I get is complaints. Exactly. <laughs> I'm holed up in my house. Sorry. <laughs> you don't get to wear some jeans and some, I don't know, some semi-casual stuff? Do you just, did you just say jeans to me? Yeah, I've seen you wearing jeans with high heels twice, and I really like that. I never liked it, and I'm, I mean, if I had to, I will, but I feel frumpy in it, so that's not for me. I just feel like, you know, like I just left the house in a rush, so I, I just picked up the first thing that came yeah. under my hand. Exactly. So no, no. That's how most no, of no. us do it. 
well, not me. I have to be pulled up, pulled, pulled, pulled together. I don't know how, but I need. That's the control free coming out. So anyway, no, no advice for me. No word from of advice. Just you know, we should have bought one of those plastic trench coats yeah. uh, Burberry had like two seasons ago. That was, you know, useful. Depressing. Like you, then you really surrender to shitty weather for the rest of your life when you make that kind of. Investment. I mean, yeah, Karl Lagerfeld is going to turn in his grave, and he will just be. Girls, you gave up. You post no fashionable pictures anymore. Yeah, I really feel like I give up. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I hope to be able to post at least one fashionable picture. My my latest thing is jumpsuits. Like I really like jumpsuits. I'm not gonna say it's my latest thing because I have them in my closet since a long time back. I just don't really wear them. But I got a long sleeved one, which is like semi semi um, daytime wearable. Is it white? It's white. How did you know? Because every single time I open your stories and you have shopped, it's like I got a jumpsuit. So that's why. And they're <laughs> and always one. white. Yeah. So now I and have once, two I white. remember you saying, oh, I had to put Spanx underneath this one because it's very transparent. It's the one. See? It's the one, actually. That's the one. The funny story with this one, I got it from River Island from sort of their prime uh, collection. I think it was maybe 70 euros. And then I took it to the seamstress because the back was extremely bulky. So I, I thought she was just going to, you know, reduce some of the... But it's uh, going to cost you like the whole jumpsuit. I don't basically. know. You've got to hear this. No, this is even better. So I take it to my seamstress. And here in Luxembourg, uh, there's a, a very, very good one. And she works also for Chanel and for the big brands. So she's really, really skilled. So I take this jumpsuit and she's like, oh, my God. The zipper is the biggest zipper I've seen in my whole career. <laughs> she said, it's massive. I've never seen a zipper this size. So uh, because the size of the zipper was so big, it was actually not adapted to the fabric. And it was pulling the whole back downwards. Oh. So she said, you know, instead of just reducing a couple of centimeters here and there, I just want to replace the zipper because then the whole thing is going to fall into, into place. I said, all right. And then I took it to her probably two weeks ago, over two weeks ago, because I need to wear it for an event tomorrow. And she was looking at me terrified and saying, look, I'm full. I'm really full, full, full this season because huh. because uh, the new Chanel collection and God knows what. But then she said, for you, I'll make an exception. So I picked it up on Saturday. So I try it on and they have indeed replaced this massive zipper. And I don't know how, but the, with the magic that she does, the whole thing is now fitted as if it was made to my body so somehow you know everything just fits better so I guess she knows her stuff and then when I come to pay the bill is 160 euros so I, was oh like, I had to keep a straight face not to go like what if I knew that I was going to be spending like 240 euros for a piece of, piece of clothing maybe I would have just considered a different option but then I say to myself look they really they, it is really the work that they do and yes of course whole... you have to say that to yourself because otherwise you're to just say that. Going yeah, to otherwise I'm, like, I'm an idiot I'm an idiot yeah exactly I'm an idiot but I mean on the bright side of things it really it looks different now it looks as if it's been made to measure for me but it's just hilarious and I just had to keep a straight face and she said I'm going to get you the zipper because we're going to frame it if you don't want it it's the biggest zipper we've ever seen oh, like, you're, you're going to laugh about this now the, the straight face I had to keep it like two weeks ago I went to the dry cleaners uh, for four of my dresses and I, I will 
personally show you which dresses. They were by no means evening dresses. They were daylight dresses. So yes, full, whatever, beautiful, wah, wah, wah. One, one was white, one was pink, but still dresses. So I go and normally cleaning a dress at this uh, dry cleaners, which is very good and very famous in the city, would be 25 euros. Mm-hmm. So I go in what and fabric? I have a Sorry, chat. Did you say? One, yes, one, uh, two or three will silk. Mm-hmm. And the other one was uh, some kind of mixture of uh, viscose and whatever. It's it's a Roxanda white dress. Everyone oh, has yeah. seen so many times on, on my Instagram. Yeah, it, it's very pretty. It's very heavy, but, you know, it's still a Can dress. Can you post a story? About what? About this? Yeah, <laughs> about the dress. The white Roxanda oh, yeah. dress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I was told, can we just move on from this dress, please, by Nico, like a week, uh, week ago. So um, I have no I wish to ever show that dress again. Anyway, I go to this woman and we chat and she's very lovely. And uh, she always says to me, whenever the brands uh, you, you go to send your dresses to be dry cleaned, because sometimes I do that too, I always know they are yours without even seeing the Aww. name because that's so sweet, yeah? But then she presents me with the bill and it's four dresses, 200 euros. And I was like, okay, you know, I kept a straight face and I I was laughing five minutes ago because you said I had to keep a straight face and I was imagining myself. So how come? What happened? Why would she? She said, uh, I quote, these are very important dresses. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) based on importance, I actually get double the price. So oh, no. lovely. Yeah, that was crazy. And I was I was about to ask, but God knows why I didn't ask how come the price doubled and why would she do that? So yeah, but you know, you know, I, I thought about something. If you're going to buy beautiful things and beautiful dresses and pay them a lot of money anyway, you should be able to understand that dry cleaners is going to be expensive because you know, you, you would lose a lot of money if someone ruined it and you would be very sorry. So I can uh, live course, with it, but, I mean, but it was still surprising. Of course, you need to include in price per wear, you need to include the dry cleaner's cost. I 100% agree, but it is surprising when the price is very, very different from what you anticipate. Exactly, but it guess, was double. Yeah. yeah. It was double. I know sometimes they tell me here, so there's a fixed price on everything and I know it in advance and here I pay in advance actually. Uh, but unless there is like a leather detail on the on the dress yeah leather is a bitch yeah yeah or if there is like a a spot that they that's going to be very difficult then they don't price it in case it's a different treatment but other than that but i read a very interesting article on the new york times three or four days ago that was uh about dry cleaners and how you should actually uh sometimes in most of the cases actually disregard what the label says and I was told always this in, in big brands, you know, the label states dry cleaning because we don't want any kind of responsibility. We say, okay, it's preferable not to, I don't know, you have cotton dresses you could actually wash in yeah, water because it's cotton. You mm. should be able to wash that. But mm. they say, okay, it's printed and whatever, you shouldn't be the colors, blah, blah. But if I buy something, I expect, you know, natural fibers to go into water. So if it's wool, if it's cashmere, if it's silk, I wash my silk shirt at home. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I would just be, you know, giving half of my earnings to the dry cleaners. And they were saying in this article, which is very interesting, and I invite everyone to read it. Uh, it's still on the New York Times. Uh, 
how you should be treating spot treating at home. And you should actually try, you know, on a little angle, if the color is resisting or if the fabric deforms or whatever, you just can you link a little the angle. article on your Instagram. Yes, I, I, I think I would be spending uh, an hour of my life after this chat just oh. storing whatever fashion lawyer wants. <laughs> it <laughs> takes yes, about I will... an hour. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm. I will go just to the bathroom once again and spend my time there. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dry cleaning is, is an actual cost, so it's very incisive on anyone who has certain items. Unless it's a Chanel jacket or a very beaded whatever dress, I'm just going to try and do spot cleaning on my own. But that article was very illuminating, and I will post yeah. it later. So I, yeah. Yeah. I always start sort of by using a steamer. So I use a steamer to see if I can get you know odors or whatever off. But I have a rule, basically. So I buy all my work silk uh, tops. Uh, I buy every silk top in Tara, that, yeah. costs, that costs less than 60 euros. I just buy them. I go for them. And these ones I easily wash. I, I wash them on 30 degrees in my machine. And I don't mind. But everything that is, you know, above, like with a, a particular price. And I really don't want to risk it. Because you get a different, um, you, you actually change the quality of the silk a little bit. It becomes a little bit rougher. When you machine yes. wash it so i for that reason some of them i just take them to uh, dry clean but i don't dry clean after everywhere because a lot of my wares are not even full days so some of the wares i mean i could wear them for two three hours and then um you know i take it off and i go to the gym and then i never get dressed again or whatever so i just usually try to avoid dry cleaning them after each wear and that'll save me something and then for these pieces that are not uh, as expensive or as precious as the other ones i just throw them in the machine And I buy them exactly so that I can do that also. But I discovered a beautiful brand of uh, detergents. It's called The Laundress. Mm -hmm. It's uh, sold on Metapote too. And it's a New York brand mm -hmm. that makes organic, whatnot, you know, safe uh, washes for delicate pieces. Mm -hmm. And I actually bought some of them. And they were amazing for some of these more delicate pieces, such as, uh, you know, the wool, the cashmere or the silk. I always wash all of my cottons at home unless they're really complicated. I have, for example, I have Dolce Gabbana dresses, which are very frilly and full of drapings or whatnot. In that case, I would never be stuck with an iron, you know, trying to get things right. But uh, unless it's something very, very complicated, you will always see me doing that at home because, you know, it's still a cost and not irrelevant anyway. But That's a brand that I would recommend trying. It's very nice. I love this. So these are the housewife uh, diaries. Yes, this, Today we're doing somehow, this. somehow it's doing dishes, it's doing bathroom and doing <laughs> laundry and hair and uh, trimming and whatnot. This is, oh my God, what happened to us? I don't know what happened to us. And, and all I really wanted to say is that I can entirely feel you with it, you know, spending an hour to post things. I don't know if you saw, but I met this girl recently in Luxembourg called Olga. She's an ex-banker, I think, and she decided to set up uh, a second-hand. Uh, I not saw second that. Yeah. You saw, yeah. It's not really a second-hand. It's an online shop for things. Consignment, which are, yes. Yeah, it's a consignment shop for as-new items. And I met with her, which was actually very nice because we don't really have that type of thing in Luxembourg. 
And she explained to me that she's invested in a new technology that checks on a microscopic level the wear and tear and uh, traces on these items. And that's how they determine whether they are in new condition or not. And um, basically, the funny thing is that she saw on my stories that I had a pile of things to sell. So she said this, she reached out and said, this is exactly what my website does. And before that, she had actually invited me to the inauguration of the brand that I wasn't able to attend. So we had had some some talk at least. And then she she said, you know, this is the service we offer and don't you want to sell on my platform? And me being, you know, stingy and cocky, I said to her, <laughs> look, I have no interest in, in selling on somebody else's platform because I sell very easily my own stuff. And I'm in this sort of cleaning out mode. I feel like I'm consumed. I feel like I'm owned by my stuff that the one the stuff that I don't wear the stuff that I do wear I have a very good harmonical relationship to but I feel overwhelmed hashtag me too hashtag me too I feel overwhelmed by the stuff staring at me you know these impulsive purchases and the you know this is a good deal wait until you get in into my apartment and you will see a shitload of stuff staring at you yeah Yeah, so I just I just want to get rid of it. So it's partially also sort of um, owning the process. So I've found it very easy to sell on my Instagram stories. I just post and then I deal with it. And a couple of times I had small hiccups, but they were, you know, manageable. And then, of course, when you have the hiccups, then you uh, appreciate that it's easier to sell through a consignment store because then you need, don't need to bother with the hiccups. And I just had here yes yes <laughs> finally just... i was about to text you i'm just, I'm just like you know my my phone's took to harakiri with you talking about selling things okay. okay now now you're back so we were at your consignment store and now what's happening let me check oh my god still not working hello uh, i can hear you Okay, good. I couldn't hear you for a moment. Well, I had an incoming call. And the funny thing is that I actually... Oh, that's your fault then. (laughs) No, I have my don't disturb on. So I have no idea how it could get through. They must have been calling more than twice. And the worst part is I said, I'm on a conference call. I call you back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) That's really bad. Sorry. No worries. Uh, yes I was trying to say that the incident I had was a very delayed delivery which had nothing to do with me because typically I say I ship all over the place and then you know when it's outside of the EU it's a problem and then I started stressing because I was traveling and the post office here said look as soon as it leaves the EU we can't really track it and I was really panicking but then eventually the parcel arrived long story short so um, with with this lady that has this website Huntessa I agreed to meet with her and then to see how to do something. And of course, I said to her, look, I'm not going to, you know, pay commissions to sell on a platform when I can sell on my own. And she said, "Okay, but you don't have to pay commissions and then we do something together. So I met with her and I was really impressed with her business savvy. And I find that um, refreshing. You know, you sit with somebody who says, look, I'm going to go for my previous life and I'm going to do something I love. And I like to to enhance that. And I like to uh, promote it. And, and of course, I promote it because it also doesn't particularly, um, it isn't particularly cumbersome on me. So anyway, 
um, we agreed that I would link all, all my own stuff that I deposited with her website after she'd gone through the procedure of her company. And that took me an hour, like just linking, uploading, you know, every <laughs> That's every what was going to take for me to link all the shit you want me to link. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, uh, when, when I, when I Instagram, like for fun, I do it at the time that I want to. So like you, when I'm in the bathroom or when I'm on a conference call, that doesn't, that sounds that doesn't, so classy. No, but when it doesn't, you know, concern me, the topic isn't for me, if it's a technical issue and I'm just asked to, you know, to join and then I can respond to some comments or I do it in bed in the morning or when I'm, you know, when something's happening, but when you actually, you know, engage to do something prior to something else, then you really have to fit the time. And that, you know, made me a sweaty Betty. And that day I was heading out uh, for, I, I can't remember, I think it was a, yeah, it was a, a, an event at the Dior shop. And I was like, I don't have time to get ready because I really need to just post these things. And it, it oh my went God. on forever. And it's like that. And the, the day before we were invited by Cartier to the Modern Museum of Luxembourg, which is designed by the same architect who designed the Louvre, who passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, the Japanese guy, right? Yes. And Cartier had brought 50 uh, beautiful, beautiful fine jewelry pieces that they displayed and, and showed at this uh, spring dinner event. And I was so keen on putting these pieces on the stories and also just the whole ambiance. But I at some point had to say to somebody, and you won't believe it, but I had to say, excuse me, I just need one minute to finish my post on Instagram. Oh my God. And I'm like, who am I turned into? Because look, walking in, I wanted to post and then I could just never finish my sentence because of all the people that we were talking to, which is nice. And then I, I look at myself and I say, you know, is this normal? What? Well, who am I turning into? What's going on? No, it's not normal. But you know what I do actually? Lately, I just take videos and then after the evening is finished, I just put them all on. I take videos yeah. and yeah. I keep them and that way I just, you know, postpone the posting. Yeah, but I 100% agree with you, but we're all struggling with this damn algorithm. And, you know, I, I like to, if I'm dressed for the evening, I think for me, for my following, I have two slots where I can post and be seen. And one is in the morning before nine o'clock and one is in the evening right after you know, seven. Hashtag I, me too. So if I don't post on one of these two times, then sort of my occasion is lost. So I don't want to really be uploading That's my own picture stressful. at 10. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. That's, no. question, that, that's actually the same thought that I've been having because I can see the trend of losing actually followers instead of yeah, gaining them. And uh, I'm not obsessed as, as I was once with it if you can say obsessed but still I wonder what's going on I mean is, is it boredom or people are actually responding quite well to my snarky red carpet comments I can and I was, that was I was very surprised because I was just you know one day I was having fun and just you know started posting and I was like okay this red carpet is ridiculous but then people started sending messages to me and saying, why don't you do that very often? Please do that every day of Cannes Festival. And I was like, okay, fine. Then they started comparing me to Joan Rivers. And then someone said, actually, why don't you have a show already? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I will really <laughs> go to 
one of the TV stations and I was like, listen, I'm your fashion police. Please uh, put it. me under, I'm here, put me under contract. That's funny. Yeah, but this I also trend. found, I found your comments absolutely hilariously funny. But the thing is, I, you know, I was responding to you and I barely got a reaction. So I figured that you're smothered with all these. You uh, have no idea. These. That was, I, I would wake up to uh, like 80 messages in the morning. Funny. That's the funniest thing ever. I, I get a huge engagement in stories. And then you have people who just don't, you know, answer to your uh, pictures. I think, um, like you, I'm losing following. But my engagement rate, also in terms of likes on pictures, is increasing. So I, I tend to look at it exactly like you. Like, I'm less bothered with it these days because I think that I am getting the followers that really like to be around. And the ones exactly. that are bored, they're just leaving. But the ones that are around are quite engaged. I think for my own stories, it's funny. When I'm at one of these events, uh, either if I'm sort of out shopping or if I'm at one of these Cartier events, I get probably an increase in my uh, story views by 2,000 people. It's quite significant. So, it so basically, me... people want, want us always to be at a happening or uh, events or be snarky, which is yeah I, I guess look I have a steady you know amount of viewers of my stories constantly uh, and I don't know if it's actually the you know the contrast that makes the increase or what it is but I can at least at least I can tell that people seem to enjoy it so I'm gonna wait and see till tomorrow to see how it plays out I think I told you so for tomorrow I am with the Cartier shop in Luxembourg hosting um, a few select guests locally and uh, we're gonna have a, a look at this very beautiful collection that they have be aware Shopping. people she's gonna have you spending money <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think it's the idea they're not really selling anything but they just want to display like the capacity of crafting of the be aware people she's gonna have you spending money and you won't even notice you won't even notice <laughs> so it's gonna be fun to see how the engagement sort of changes and for the particular event of tomorrow, I'm saying to myself, I cannot be on my phone all day. So I actually am bringing a photographer that's going to help me do it. And I look at all this and I'm saying, oh, my God, am I sort of pretending to be an influencer? Like I take Oh, my God, you, oh my you so are. I love this. And, uh, the, most important, the, the most important question is, why wasn't I invited? No, but you were. I sent you an invitation. <laughs> Did you accept? Oh, was, that, was, that, was that an invitation? I'm sorry. Know. Excuse me. I mean, I was asking mm. for a month if I can come to Milan these days, and I still have no response until <laughs> oh, 45 minutes God. ago. I'm sorry. No, it's it's an hour ago. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a good hour ago. It's so, a good hour ago. Yes. So maybe you can get a talk show. That'll be very nice. But I think the thing is, I think you come off as snotty nicely in writing. But I think you'd be too nice to say it out loud. Oh, no. I would so say it out loud. Oh, my God. Like, people are just serving the looks to me to be commented upon. They're horrifying. I don't know what's with the red carpet. But since the Met Ball this year, <laughs> it's been like shooting sitting ducks. That it, It's that easy. Because I, I really don't know if um, famous people have stylists and they hate them and they put them in the shittiest outfits ever or it's just you know a case of emperor's new clothes and we should be saying oh it's so new and cutting edge and whatever but in the reality it's 
quite ridiculous. So I've seen things that my eyes still remember. <laughs> and Talking my mind cannot girl. unsee. Yeah. Talking about the Met Gala, maybe that'll bring us back to our very, not the, uh, not the first, first topic, but the second topic. I just want to know, do you follow? Did you follow the drama between um, Tati Westbrook and James Charles? Oh my God, yes. Be- but uh, not because I was following any, any one of those people, but I had no idea who that little boy was. And I never followed him before. And I just saw someone else, uh, one of the people I was following, posted something about Tati. And they were actually saying how much of a horrifying person this little boy was. And I was, I, I admit, I, I looked at like 10 minutes of the Tati video. And then I was so over the whole drama that I was thinking, do people actually have time to watch this? Because yeah. I couldn't give less of a shit uh, what's going on with the, with, you uh, with the drama. You shit, just as Exactly. I mean, imagine shit. how little did I give to this. I mean, if I understand correctly, it's about him promoting some other types of okay. vitamins. No, 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 no. Okay, let me do this. I don't oh, follow any one of them either. Why I thought of it with the, at the Met Gala because he, James Charles, was invited by YouTube, so he's a very big YouTube beauty vlogger, a makeup vlogger, and her. Like I've the, the last video I watched a YouTube video it was a suggestion that came up from her. So I don't follow neither one of them, neither on Instagram nor I don't subscribe to them on YouTube or nothing else. I'm a makeup rookie, as you all know. But the last video that I saw with her, um, it was J Lo's makeup artist that was doing her makeup, and that was pretty cool. And also thinking that I think that I look like J Lo now, you can all laugh. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up some. <laughs> so this came out wrong. Yeah, it no, it came up perfectly right. Everybody can laugh. I don't look like JLo. But anyway, um, so yeah, she put up this very big lamenting video where she was basically killing this boy's entire career by saying he he owes her so much. And I think it's true that she really put him into the limelight and endorsed him. And then from there and onwards, he was talented enough in makeup to make his own platform. But uh, it looks like she um, she was... She took a yeah, lot she of Yeah, she was there for a kill. I, I saw that. Yeah, so she took offense because he promoted somebody else's uh, pills and not hers. And she really, like, basically slaughtered him. And I think he lost, like, four million subscribers. Is it just YouTube. me or is it just a fight between extremely privileged white people who have no other mm. shit to do than I just fight over vitamins? No, I think, you know, what was even worse was basically she, in the video, she basically called him a sexual predator. Yes, I saw she, that too. Yeah, so she made a big point out of saying that he he deliberately chases, and why I say this, what you're going to know soon why, I come, why I'm saying it, I'm going to come to it, but she basically I'm waiting he, impatiently, yeah. <laughs> by summary, she said that he deliberately um, hits on straight, on a waster, straight, yes. Yeah, straight men, and that he basically says that they, they should put up to him because he's famous and she basically said you know this is not a dialogue to have uh, in front of my family and in my house and it's so disrespectful and then I think he issued a sort of a you know apology video and people didn't think but that then that he was... brought receipts yeah and people didn't think that one was serious and then he actually just put up every single print screen of their conversation and he starts exactly. the video and this is where I'm like okay I'm going to take my hat off because what you're doing in front of, you know, 14 million 
teens, kids, whoever is massive. So he starts really by saying, look, like, like my close ones know I'm a virgin. Okay. So I'm, I'm no sexual predator. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I haven't been anywhere. I am really struggling to find myself in my sexuality. So let's just put it out there. And, and yeah, there was also boy, this waiter that he had been coming on to who basically went on YouTube and said that he was the worst kisser ever. And uh, not only he, he um, posted the text exchange between him and yeah. the waiter. And there was this waiter coming on to him. I, I really didn't understand the whole drama. Yeah. And then what I, I really I have to take my hat off because he, he I, I don't really remember the exact words, but the way he was expressing the, the search for his sexuality in this world while also being you know a little bit famous and not knowing what you like and how you how you like it and how to approach people to find out if they like the same and meeting other guys who are also them and testing their sexuality and I just found that so courageous it was like hats off you know he just stopped you know he he moves away from the topic which is he said she said and he he just stops and talks about these things I found that really good because it's like you say, he's a child, he's a kid. He looks like a kid, but he's just turned 20. But I guess that's really... Exactly. You know, I'm also so against a grown-ass woman, you know, taking um, that kind of time and putting up a, a theory video of, you know, slandering the child. It, you know oh, really? She did? Yeah. yeah. After oh. he posted his video with, uh, you know, responding, he responded just factually to each and every one of her comments and showed... You know, he just he showed correspondence on absolutely. Yeah, she all had of them. he had receipts. That's yeah. That's so fine. she she deleted her her video and just basically said, "Make love, not war." Basically, that was the summary. Oh, of nice. First you slander someone, then you say, "Make love, no war." But anyway, I I was you know marginally marginally looking at that drama, and I I swore to myself. I wouldn't engage in it because I didn't really know who these people were. I think they were big in, in a younger community. And yeah, I, I, liked, that, that I liked her, but not, not that much to follow. That is the intriguing part. You know, why aren't we following them? She's my age. She's our age. I think she's 38 or 37. So but I'm still, like, I'm, I find I'm very something very, very not quite sincere in the whole thing so I, it was off-putting for me oh I no 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 I'm, I'm not talking about the drama I'm just talking generally like somebody like me who who am like an outspoken you know beauty virgin if you want and then you see a woman who's sort of you know my own age and la 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 and then the question is why am I not intrigued to follow her videos like I said the one I really enjoyed was the you know JLo makeup artist does the makeup and and you know when I read the comments a lot of people say oh come on man you didn't film actually the the best pieces. So even there, I'm too stupid to understand that the actual tricks, he didn't film them to put them of out course. there. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's because there's an American tone to it and, and it's um, not so graspable. Yes, it's not us, it's not really European appealing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe that's yeah, that. but th there is something different in European tastes. And I think it's not... Not in a good or a bad way. It's just the way it is. So in you face, know. you mean, or do you mean sort of fashions? Like how, how you know, what both, you... both. Because yeah. um, whenever I get comments from American people whom I adore and uh, encourage always to write on Instagram, they always say the same thing. Basically, they say you're always so well pulled together. Together. And, yeah, you have mm -hmm. a lot of attention to detail. And yeah. that's what what's missing in normal. Let's let's 
you know, quote and unquote normal life in, in the States or in that part, you know, of, of the globe. But Europeans, and I was having an exchange with a with, um, fellow Milanese influencer, and he said to me, he's a guy, it's very, very, very smart and very articulate and ne- never afraid of uh, saying anything. He said to me, you know, living in Milan is like living in a bubble because we feel actually the pressure to always look in a certain way and always be pulled to the dressed to the nines. Mm. And, but it's Milan, it's not the whole of Italy. Whenever I travel, I realize that immediately that the Milanese look just doesn't look that way in other parts of Italy. Every city is different. So I I think even more, the states are different to Europe. And that's why it doesn't appeal to us, that kind of YouTubing. I don't actually follow any of the vloggers, beauty vloggers in Italy. And we have several of them, but they just don't appeal to me because there is no one that some are too homey uh to mother i don't know family environment friendly and some of them are very young and some of Mm. you know just outrageously out there with the makeup so i never follow Mm. but sometimes i actually stop and wonder what's going on and these kind of people have been introducing me to uh, (laughs) these american dramas Mm. but that that's so uncomprehensible to me that's why I get I, it. I, but just for this lady, this Tati, apparently she's very big in the beauty industry and she has pretty professional videos, I would say. And I wouldn't yeah, say... Yeah, the lighting is very good. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that she's not kept together or that her looks are not complete. I just don't think that her looks are what my eye is comfortable with without it being, you know, extreme. It's not extreme. It's just a different fashion. It's a exactly, different but standard, she's putting but... the, the spotlight on the makeup and the beauty industry. Yeah. We yeah. are not. That's no, not the difference. True. Yeah, true. We, we just put the spotlight on our lives and how we live and integrate yeah. fashion with our lives. That's it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, we but... are old, old women with uh, particular tastes. Should we end on that note? Yes, we absolutely absolutely should because I think the only one that's listening right now to us is my cat. <laughs> okay, thank you, Kitty Cat. <laughs> thank you, Emma. Thank you, Emma the Gemma. And you Emma have been very good as public. Thank you, Lady V. Now you can go back to your toilet. Yes, I can go baking my cookies now. Thank God. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I I'm washed afraid. my hands. I'm afraid of the reactions to this. Big kiss to you. Speak later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.